Ghost Haunted with Molly. Hi, my name is Molly and I love all things ghoulish, macabre, spooky and paranormal. If you do too, then you'll love to tune in and listen to me, bringing you haunted tales from every county in the United Kingdom and eventually beyond. Each week, I pick a county randomly from my ghost haunted box and bring to you a ghostly tale from that particular county. This week, we have been transported to the scenic county of Hampshire. So sit or lie back and let's get ghoulish. Hampshire, abbreviated to Hants, is a ceremonial county in southeast England. It is bordered by Berkshire to the north, Surrey and West Sussex to the east, the Isle of Wight across the Solent to the south, Dorset to the west, and Wiltshire to the northwest. The city of Southampton is the largest settlement, and the county town is the city of Winchester. The current estimated population of Hampshire is 1,406,200. The birthplace of cricket. Hampshire is considered one of the birthplaces of cricket. The Hambledon Club, founded in the 18th century, played a major role in the development of the sport. Jane Austen's home. The famed novelist Jane Austen lived in Chawton, Hampshire, where her house is now a museum dedicated to her life and works. The Titanic's departure. Southampton, Hampshire, was the departure point for the RMS Titanic's ill-fated maiden voyage in 1912. Winchester's Cathedral's Diver. The cathedral was saved from collapse in the early 20th century by a deep-sea diver named William Walker, who worked underwater for six years to underpin the foundations. The New Forest. Designated a royal hunting ground by William the Conqueror in 1079, it's one of the largest remaining tracts of unenclosed pasture land, heathland and forest in southern England. Portsmouth's historic dockyard, home to the HMS Victory, Admiral Lord Nelson's flagship at the Battle of Trafalgar in 1805, and the Tudor warship Mary Rose. The Isle of Wight Festival. Although the Isle of Wight is a separate county, it's closely associated with Hampshire. The original festival in 1970 was one of the largest rock music events ever held. Highclere Castle, located in Hampshire, this castle is famous worldwide as the filming location for the television series Downton Abbey. Britain's oldest brewery, Hampshire is home to Ringwood Brewery, founded in 1978 and claims to be one of Britain's oldest small breweries. The Round Table. The Great Hall in Winchester houses what is purported to be King Arthur's Round Table, dating back to the 13th century. 
South Downs National Park. Part of this beautiful national park lies within Hampshire, offering stunning landscapes and walking trails. Gilbert White's house. The pioneering naturalist Gilbert White was born and lived in Selborne, Hampshire. This house is now a museum. The Portsmouth Block Mills. The world's first mass production line powered by steam engines was established here during the Industrial Revolution. Auto Jumble. The Bewley National Motor Museum hosts the world-renowned Bewley Auto Jumble, the largest auto jumble which is a market for motoring items outside the USA. Spitbank Fort. Off the coast of Portsmouth, this sea fort was converted into a luxury hotel. Alice Liddell's Grave. The real-life inspiration for Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland, Alice Liddell is buried in Lyndhurst in the New Forest. Oldest Public Library. The Winchester Cathedral Library is one of the oldest public libraries in England. The mysterious Mickledever Wood. Located in Hampshire, Mickledever Wood is famous for its stunning bluebell display each spring. However, it is also shrouded in local legend, including tales of a hidden underground passage believed to lead from the ruins of a Roman villa to the nearby church. This passage has never been proven to exist, adding a layer of mystery to the wood's natural beauty. World's longest-serving pub landlady, Dolly Saville, served as a barmaid and then landlady at the Red Lion Hotel in Fareham for over 70 years. Farnborough Air Show. Hampshire hosts one of the world's most important aerospace events, showcasing the latest in aviation technology. This week... Join me as we journey through the enchanting landscapes of Hampshire, delving into the tales of spirits longing for their voices to be heard. These narratives, steeped in the echoes of a bygone era, were once the reality of those who called this place home. Let's lend a compassionate ear to their stories, for in their time, Hampshire was their world. Our adventure will uncover the mysteries hidden within this region, rich in history and once the heart of England as Winchester's capital city. It's no surprise that such a place is abundant with hauntings and spectral sightings. So come along on this exploration of Hampshire, where history and the supernatural intertwine, awaiting our discovery. Special thanks go to Haunted Britain, Haunted Rooms and Visit Hampshire for being prompts in my further research. The Eclipse in Winchester In the heart of Winchester, nestled within the ancient walls of the Eclipse Inn, a tale as haunting as it is poignant unfolds. A story that has transcended the ages echoing the sombre echo of justice miscarried. It was on the 2nd of September 1685 
that Dame Alice Lyle, a figure both venerable and tragic, made her final solemn walk through an upstairs window of this storied inn. With a resilience born of despair, she laid her weary head upon a crude wooden block, her fate sealed by the swing of the executioner's blade. Her only transgression? Offering refuge to two souls, fugitives of the blood-drenched rebellion led by the Duke of Monmouth, seeking solace in the wake of their failed uprising. The air was thick with the weight of injustice, as the infamous hanging Judge Jeffreys decreed her fate at the bloody assizes. His initial decree was a death of unimaginable cruelty, dragged through Winchester's cobblestone streets and burnt at the stake. Yet, in a twist of fate, King James II, wary of the public's outcry, softened her sentence to beheading, a grim mercy in a time of brutal retributions. Dame Alice's final hours were spent in the eerie quiet of the eclipse's upper chamber, a restless vigil marked by the grim symphony of the scaffold's construction just beyond the inn's walls. As dawn broke, her spirit was released from its mortal coil, her body carried to its final rest in Ellingham churchyard, accompanied by a silent procession of the common folk. Their silent footsteps and bowed heads bore witness to the grave injustice of her demise. Yet it is said that Dame Alice Lyles's spirit could not find peace in the afterlife. Time and again, her spectral presence has been felt within the time-worn embrace of the Eclipse Inn. Clad in grey woollen dress, her ghostly figure emerges from its shadows. A silent observer of the living, her gaze imbued with an eternal sorrow. Now, she is whispered to be the most venerable denizen of the Eclipse. Her story is a testament to the in-storied past. Her presence, a sombre reminder of the thin veil between justice and vengeance, life and the hereafter, continues to captivate the hearts of those who cross the threshold of this historic establishment. Dame Alice Lyles's legacy marked by tragedy and endurance, remains an indelible part of the tapestry that is the Eclipse in Winchester, a beacon for those who seek to remember, to feel and to be moved by the echoes of the past. The Dolphin Hotel, Southampton. Nestled along the bustling high street of Southampton, the Dolphin Hotel stands as a beacon of Georgian elegance, its facade a testament to the grandeur of times past. This historic inn has played host to a parade of distinguished figures, each leaving their indelible mark on its storied walls. From Edward Gibbon, who mused over the chapters of the rise and fall of the Roman Empire, 
within its quiet confines in 1762 to William Makepeace Thackeray, who found inspiration for Pendennis amidst its welcoming embrace in 1850, and not to be forgotten, Jane Austen, who graced its ballroom dancing under the spell of a charismatic black-eyed French officer in full regalia. But the dolphin's charm does not rest solely on its illustrious past. It is whispered that a spectral presence known affectionately as Molly wanders its corridors. Molly, a cleaner who met an untimely and mysterious end, is said to roam the hotel in the dead of night. Around the witching hour of 2am, she glides just inches above the ground, her silent passage marked by a sudden, inexplicable chill. Despite her eerie manner, Molly's hauntings are of the most impeccable kind, adding a layer of intrigue to the hotel's rich tapestry of history. The Dolphin Hotel, therefore, is not just a place of rest, but a living museum, echoing with the laughter of past celebrations, the whispers of historical figures, and the quiet footsteps of a ghostly resident. It invites not just the weary traveller, but the curious soul, beckoning all who enter to partake in its legacy of mystery, elegance, and timeless charm. The White Hart Hotel Andover Within the walls of a coaching inn that has stood the test of three centuries, an array of earthbound spirits find their sanctuary. Among them, the Green Lady looms large, a spectral figure of towering stature and silent grace. Her phantom presence is a familiar sight, haunting an upstairs corridor with her midnight wanderings. Whether the mysterious footfalls that echo in the inn's older quarters are her doing remains a whisper among the shadows. The Green Lady is not alone in her eternal residence. Another apparition, a woman of less defined features but no less intriguing, has also been observed. At times she is accompanied by a male spirit, together gliding past onlookers in silent communion. Their presence is ethereal, not quite white, but of a semi-transparency that has left witnesses in awe, with one recounting the surreal sensation of feeling as though a couple of people had drifted through me. The stories of these spectral inhabitants are woven into the fabric of the inn, their origins shrouded in mystery. No one has yet to unearth their identities or the long-forgotten tales, be they of tragedy or mere happenstance, that anchor them to this place. The inn, with its centuries, old foundation and ghostly guests, invites the curious and the brave to step within its hallowed halls to experience the allure of its haunted legacy. It's a place where history lingers, not just in the architecture or the land, but in the very air that fills its rooms, offering a glimpse into a world that exists in the delicate veil between the past and the present. 
the medieval merchant's house, Southampton. Nestled within the historic heart of Southampton, the medieval merchant's house, also known as 58 French Street, stands as a testament to England's rich past. This remarkable dwelling, dating back to the 13th century, has miraculously withstood the test of time. It survived the devastating raid on Southampton in 1338 and emerged unscathed from the relentless bombings of 1940, while the buildings around it crumbled. It's almost as if a guardian spirit watches over it, ensuring its survival against all odds. Originally constructed as the residence of John Fortin, a wine merchant, and his family, this building has witnessed centuries of transformation. It has been subdivided into apartments, restored to a singular home, served as a lodging house, and even enjoyed a stint as the Bull's Head Inn in the 19th century. It was during its time as an inn that the first whispers of otherworldly inhabitants began. Mischievous spirits were said to extinguish candles, and the proprietors would often wake to find the spectral image of a woman in a soiled dress at their bedside. The house's shadowy history deepened during World War II when it was repurposed as a brothel. A tragic tale tells of a sailor who, in a heated argument over payment, took the life of one of the women. Today, it is said, her spirit lingers, often seen drifting through a doorway that has been long sealed shut. Visitors and residents alike report mysterious footsteps echoing on the wooden stairs, sudden pushes from invisible hands, and the heavy front doors slamming shut as if by a gust of wind from another realm. The medieval merchant's house invites the curious and the brave to explore its corridors, where history and mystery walk hand in hand. Each creak of the floorboards, each flicker of shadow, tells a story of centuries past, of lives lived and lost, and the spirits that perhaps remain tethered to this ancient home. The New Forest National Park Truth be told, a nocturnal stroll through the forest can send shivers down the spine, even on the calmest of nights. But venture into the New Forest, known as one of Hampshire's most haunted realms, and you'll find the chill in the air carries tales of the supernatural. This ancient woodland is steeped in a rich tapestry of myths and legends, from the eerie whispers of smugglers and witches to the fearsome roars of dragons. Among these spectral stories, the legend of Sybil Leek, the White Witch of Burley, stands out, wrapped in an aura of genuine paranormal mystery. Sybil, with her long black coat and her faithful jackdaw perched upon her shoulder, was a familiar yet unnerving sight as she wandered through the village. Despite her benign intentions, her appearance invoked the archetype of the feared Black Witch, leading to her eventual exile by the wary locals. 
Legend has it that after her passing, Sybil could, couldn't sever ties, her ties with Burley and now roams its streets in death as she did in life. But Sybil's spirit is not alone in its eternal wanderings. The new forest is also haunted by the ghost of King William II, who met his end in 1100 AD near the Rufus Stone. On the anniversary of his death, it said he rises, embarking on a spectral journey to Winchester, and woe betide anyone who crosses his path. The forest also echoes with the phantom sounds of cartwheels and the ghostly figures of smugglers and highwaymen lingering in the shadows. Dare to explore the new forest and you'll step into a world where history and haunt intertwine, a place where every whisper of the wind and rustle of leaves tells a story. It's an invitation to the brave and the curious to tread softly on paths where the past is never truly gone and to listen for the echoes of those who once walked them in a realm where legend lives on. Netley Abbey, Southampton. The remnants of Netley Abbey whisper tales of the medieval era. Its storied ruins a testament to a bygone age. Founded in 1239, this once thriving monastery felt the heavy hand of Henry VIII in 1536 during the sweeping disillusion of the monasteries. Its sacred halls were repurposed into a grand residence by the Tudor politician William Paulet, only to be forsaken in the 18th century. Its beauty slowly stripped away as its stones were repurposed. Now standing as a scheduled ancient monument, the Abbey's ruins are more than mere relics. They are the stage for ethereal encounters. Legend speaks of two spectral inhabitants, a ghostly monk robed in white and a darker figure believed to be an abbot who together roam the remnants of their spiritual home. Among the shadows of the Abbey, a more chilling narrative unfolds. The story of Walter Taylor, a local builder doomed by his own task. Tasked with demolishing the church, Taylor was haunted by a premonition, a dream in which he was crushed by a falling arch. Dismissing it as a mere figment of his imagination, he proceeded with his work, only to have his nightmare manifest. A window arch collapsing onto him. Not the one from his dream, but with the same fatal consequence. His tragic demise has led many to believe that his restless spirit is forever entwined with the ruins. Netley Abbey, in its majestic desolation, invites the intrepid and the curious to explore its ruins. It's a place where history and legend intertwine, where the veil between the past and present seems too thin. Here one can wander among the remnants of a once sacred site, feel the pulse of centuries-old stories and perhaps encounter the phantoms that linger forever apart 
of the Abbey's enduring legacy. Tudor House Museum, Southampton. Once upon a time, the Tudor House Museum found itself unwittingly at the centre of a local mystery, one that saw the police frequently summoned by concerned citizens. They reported eerie lights flickering within the ancient walls and shadowy figures flitting past the windows, stirring whispers of uninvited guests after hours. Yet, upon each investigation, the police were met with silence and stillness. No signs of intrusion, only the inexplicable glow of lights that should have been dark. Intrigued by the unending puzzle, the medium was invited to unlock the secrets of the house. With insight into the world beyond our own, she revealed an unexpected explanation. A spirit, restless and yearning for diversion, was the source of the nocturnal light show. In a gesture of peace, she left a ball within the museum's venerable walls, a plaything for the lonely phantom. Miraculously, the next morning the ball had disappeared, and with it, the mysterious light ceased to trouble the night. But the story doesn't end there. The Tudor House Museum, steeped in history and whispers of the past, continues to be a beacon for the paranormal. Recent investigations, armed with the latest in thermal imaging technology, have unveiled the presence of a man, seated and serene, where no living soul should be. Visitors too speak of visions that defy explanation, figures that traverse rooms and pass effortlessly through doorways long sealed by brick and mortar. Wimmering Manor in Portsmouth Not long ago, Hampshire captured the headlines with a tale straight out of a ghost story. Wimmering Manor, reputed to be Portsmouth's oldest residence and among the UK's most haunted homes, eerily failed to find a new owner at auction. This venerable abode, crying out for restoration, carries the weight of centuries in its timbers, with most of its structure harking back to the 16th century. Yet the annals of history trace its first known owner to none other than King Edward the Confessor in 1042. Despite the many transformations it has undergone since, from a youth hostel to a monastery and from a family dwelling to a vicarage, such is the aura of the otherworldliness that pervades Wimmering Manor. The security personnel, tasked with its vigilance and steadfastly refuse to patrol its corridors solo, preferring the solidarity of pairs against the unseen. The manor is a nexus of spectral activity, each ghost an unexplained phenomenon, adding to a layer to its formidable reputation. Among its ethereal inhabitants, the lady in the violent dress stands out. Thomas Parr, a former resident, was roused from sleep one night by this genteel apparition at his bedside. She was the spirit of a long-lost cousin who had passed in 1917, donning the violet dress that earned her her moniker. After a brief exchange, she vanished 
with a premonition of another family member's passing, a foreboding confirmed by the next day's grim telegram. Wimmering manners hauntings don't end with the lady in violet. There's a door in the blue room that seemingly unlocks itself. The ethereal chorus of nuns echoing through the halls. A bloodied nun spectre on the attic stairs. The ghostly gallop of a horse outside. And the presence of Sir Francis Austin, a distinguished naval officer. Yet it is the panelled room that unnerves the most. It's air so heavy with dread that it drives visitors to flee. It's history so chilling that even the youth hostel's warden and his wife feared it, where guests have felt an unseen hand upon their shoulder. Wimmering Manor, with its stories of phantoms and eerie encounters, remains a beacon for those drawn to the mysteries of the past, a house where history whispers from the shadows, inviting the brave to uncover its secrets. Beaulieu, the New Forest At the heart of Beaulieu's palace house, amidst the tapestry of history that adorns its halls, dwells the most renowned spectral resident, Isabella, the Countess of Beaulieu. Her presence is so vivid, so palpably real, that unsuspecting visitors often mistake her for a living person. They report encounters with a lady dressed in blue, whose silence in response to their queries borders on discourtesy, only to learn they've been brushed with the ethereal. Isabella's life, as recounted by those who knew her, was marked by eccentricity and sorrow. She was known to partake in tea with unconventional companions, a pet parrot or monkey by her side, her behaviour deeming her quite mad in the eyes of her peers. Love, too, eluded her grasp. Her first marriage to the Duke of Manchester ended in widowhood, with her due inheritance unjustly passed over. Her engagement to Richard Lumley promised a chance at happiness, yet it was dashed by the tragedy when he ended his life mere weeks before their wedding. The Gothic chairs that encircle the family dining table in Palace House bear witness to Isabella's legacy. Commissioned by her father, John, Duke of Montague, and inherited by Isabella, they now serve as silent spectators to her spectral vigil. She is often seen seated at the table, perhaps in eternal guardianship of her possessions. Yet it is her famed vanishing act that captivates and mystifies. Isabella is known to glide through the fireplace, a pathway that, in her era, was but an open archway, disappearing into the fabric of the house itself. This haunting manoeuvre serves as a poignant reminder of her presence, weaving her story into the rich tapestry of Beaulieu's palace house, inviting those who visit to step into a world where history and mystery dance in the shadows, guided by the light of Isabella's indomitable spirit. And lastly, 
I take you to Bremore House, which is near Fordingbridge. Nestled within its own slice of history, the Elizabethan Manor stands as a testament to times long past, its doors opening to the public for a fleeting six months each year. Within its walls, the air is thick with tales of intrigue, despair and the supernatural. Stories that whisper of murder and ancient curses. Legend has it that the manor was once the scene of a tragic demise, when a dispute with a neighbour drove a former owner to despair and ultimately to take his own life. In the wake of this sorrow, his widow, Lady Christian Doddington, enveloped in her grief, commissioned a portrait to immortalise her state of mourning. But... As she neared the end of her own life, she imbued this image with a dire curse, vowing misfortune upon anyone who dared to move it from its rightful place. The spectre of tragedy did not end with Lady Christian. Her son, Sir William Doddington, bore the heavy burden of witnessing his father's suicide, a sorrow compounded by a subsequent family horror. His own son, Henry Doddington, driven to the brink by maternal reprimands, committed an unfathomable act of matricide. It is said that the spirit of the mother he murdered now lingers in the blue room, the very sight of her violent end, her presence a perpetual reminder of the family's dark legacy. This Elizabethan manor, with its haunting history and spectral inhabitants, beckons those drawn to the allure of the past. Visitors are invited to tread its ancient floors, to feel the weight of history in the air, and perhaps to catch a glimpse of the restless souls that roam its halls. Forever entwined with the manor's storied past. In today's journey through paranormal Hampshire, we uncovered the echoes of the past that still linger in this historic region. From the protective spirit of Dame Alice Lyle at the Eclipse Inn, to the mysterious tales of Netley Abbey and the restless souls at Wimmering Manor, each story brought us closer to the understanding and the depth of Hampshire's haunted heritage. We encountered the ethereal Isabella at Bewley's Palace House and delved into the tragic tales of the Elizabethan Manor House where family curses and spirits roam. Our exploration revealed a tapestry of ghostly encounters showcasing Hampshire as a captivating nexus of the supernatural where history and mystery intertwine. Before I go, let's see where the ghost haunted box has chosen for us to investigate next. And it is Essex. So join me next week on Friday, the 23rd of February, to find out what I have discovered about. The County of Essex. You can follow me on Instagram by searching Ghost Haunted with Molly or my username, which is Hauntologist1. 
If you appreciate my work and want to show your support, you can leave a friendly tip in my virtual tip jar. You'll find the links in the description box. Your support means a lot to me. Thank you. Until next week, stay curious, stay cautious and never let your guard down. For the realm of the unknown is always closer than we think.